It's time for honest reflection in youth ministry. The present culture is more established than ever. It's so crushing for many a youth pastor. There's a lot to be learned about youth ministry and even more to be shared. Here's to hoping that this helps. Whether you are 19 and have just started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope that this weekly dose of honesty and humor will help to heal and renew hope for you and yours. Welcome to After 9, the most honest hour in youth ministry. Hey, thanks for listening to After 9. My name is Chad Higgins. And I'm Zach Workin. Zach, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Dude, I had a great day. You had a great day. Yeah, man. It was a great, great day. Um, we are in Norman, Oklahoma today. Home uh, of the Sooners. Chad is an alumnus of the University of Oklahoma. I remember Sooner. Yes, remember he's, Sooner. He's, he's traipsing on hallowed ground, and he feels yes. at one with mm-hmm. a lot of things. Also, his classic 50s drink that he loves so much. It's a nice Coke. It's a nice Coke. Well, yeah, we're in uh, Norman today. Me, Zach and myself are student ministers in the great state of Oklahoma. It is a great state. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Or what? All right. Or, 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 what? <laughs> or what? I always love that. That's the tagline. It's, it's a great state or what? Like, Wait, it, that's it, our tagline? If, if, yeah, it's a great, great, is this a great state or what? Really? That's you a, not heard that? No. It's in all the commercials. But they always ask it. Like, <laughs> I'm not watching a lot always, of Oklahoma uh, TV. You're not watching local TV. He's more on the hoo-hoo. No, it's the, but they always inflect up. Is this a great state or what? But if you inflect down, it's like, is this a great state or what? <laughs> it's a very different catchphrase. Nah. Yeah, nah. Okay. Everyone outside of Oklahoma is like, yeah, no, it's no, no, pretty it's bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so we're we're in uh, Norman, Oklahoma today. Um, Zach and myself are a part of um, a organization called Super Summer, which is a leadership camp that both of our both of us bring students to each summer, and um, and so we're part of. Um, some executive teams on that, and so we get together with a, a bunch of other guys from around the state. A little yeah. two-day meet and greet and yep. retreat, all the necessary eats. Yeah, yeah. very good. I think uh, if if you've been listening to all of our podcasts, we we had talked about Super Summer um, a while back, but uh, not a whole lot. But but we've got to be together, see a lot of great friends over great. the last couple of days, and uh, get to reconnect with some old ones. And so um, it's been fantastic. There's yeah. some new leadership that's happening um, at Super Summer, and they're doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job, and we're excited to see. Um, it's, a, it's a good reminder about yeah. how like vision is something that is a renewable resource. Absolutely. I feel like sometimes we think that like vision is this like static thing. It's like mm-hmm. what's the vision? The vision can change, and I think fresh leadership, new leadership is always that opportunity yeah. to kind of renew that that good or that resource. Yeah, they're doing a great job, and so today was very insightful, uplifting, and it was great to to connect with so many different people that. Yeah. Some of them we knew. Some of them we met for the first time. That There's are like two hundred youth pastors in the room today. Yeah, that I, are, I think it's like record attendance. It, it was, was exciting. Cool. Yeah, um, and there m- many of them were uh, after nine listeners and came and talked with us. And Chad got um, hugged today, and he feels really special. <laughs> Chad loves it when he gets hugged by people that mm, know him. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I do. He carries Purell. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a hand washer. He's not a hand washer ever. It just, I don't know. <laughs> Let the germs live. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, it, it, it was, was, a, day. It was a, good day. a great, great time. And so um, thank all you guys in the state of Oklahoma that um, are encouragement to us. Yes. Um, and thank you guys for, for being a part of this community. We love to get to know you, um, love to talk with you, and, and, and love to pick your brain. You know, Zach and myself never come at this um, feeling like we're the experts by no means. 
Um, and sitting in that Reminded room. Reminded of that. Often. Sitting in that room, I, I look around and I see so many guys um, that I admire, that I respect. Um, and we are so thankful that we get to be a part um, to be able to speak honesty into student ministry, yeah. to ask the questions. You know, one of the things that I continue to think about in my mind is um, I don't have all the answers, but I love asking the questions. And and so I think that that's, um, for, for Zach and myself, that's something that I think we've both grown from that and that we feel a lot healthy in our ministry and just the opportunity to talk through some of these things. Well, I mean, that's kind of the basis for this whole podcast, too, yep. is, is asking the better questions. I mean, I think, I think we all ask questions of ourselves, uh, and a lot of these are often critical. So for, for our After 9 listeners, you know, th- those questions that we ask are the ones that when you're walking across the parking lot or you're finishing up with a Sunday or a midweek, and, and sometimes, if we're being honest, the the moments right after gathering with a bunch of youth or young people can be either the most inflating or deflating time of your whole right. week. Um, you can begin to question, well, was it worth it? You know, was my time well spent? Is this job valuable? Am I making a difference? Uh, and these, these are the afternoon questions that we ask. And so yeah. um, to today, the question that I think is worth asking, Chad, and I think some of our friends and listeners kind of brought to our attention is that question that sometimes people think that all we do is make a mess. <laughs> and I really like there, – there's, there's moments that sometimes – Like what? Like, in, like in the lives of people or like – In, in our cars, in okay. the hallways. Like it was just like – there's like this trail behind like – there's a wake behind youth pastors <laughs> of just McDonald's wrappers and pizza boxes and dodgeballs and like sweat and Axe deodorant. Like it's just like this like fog and mist and just like litter trail of like, oh, looks like the youth pastor has moved through and the youth have followed him. It's like a reverse Red Sea where everything just kind of <laughs> collapses to the middle of the hallway as you kind of traipse around. So um, I'll tell you a story. I need a story. Um, and this youth minister will, will rename will remain, remain nameless. nameless. Um, is he seated here at the table? No, he's not. Okay. Um, um, he is. No, he's not. <laughs> it's not me. I promise, it's not me. Um, so, <laughs> this guy took a group of students on a um, trip, and they were staying at another church. Okay. Okay. And camaraderie, nice fellowship. Um, it was a sweet time of fellowship. Cheap way not to have to buy a hotel. Right, that's right. <laughs> and, um, that should be an app, by the way. We should have an app yeah. where churches can sign up and be like a budget trip finder, like a like a Trivago for like for hotel like churches or whatever. Like our gym is available, and we offer it at two thirds of the cost of the gym across town. <laughs> You're like in the market. You're like in the marketplace. You're just like leasing your gym out to people. It's like we have shower facilities for up to eighteen people. <laughs> Dude, if I ever get on Groupon and First Baptist is offering like free <laughs> bed and breakfast, done. Looks like we're going to Springfield. Oh snap! I got an entire gym. <laughs> so anyways he's at this church um two of the middle school boys get to wrestling around one of them his entire like right butt cheek goes through the wall (laughs) this is not a good moment yeah for anyone not your house but here's what it gets worse this guy decides he's gonna be dishonest about it (laughs) And hide it. Oh, no. Okay, so he decides that he's going to fix it. Uh, Oh, okay. All right? That night, we're fixing this bad boy. Like roll into Lowe's or Home Depot and find some plaster? Well, he goes – Lowe's and those places are closed. Okay. Um, Walmart is still open. Nice. 
so he can find putty. Okay. Okay. But you're not fixing that big of a hole with putty. putty. You need some drywall. You need some drywall, some mesh, yeah. They don't have drywall. They don't have mesh. What they do have is the top of a Krispy Kreme box. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep, it happened. It happened. (laughs) And so this dude took took the top of a Krispy Kreme box, plastered it to the wall. From a distance, you could not tell. You touch the wall, though. It's very soft. Mm, Very much like the top of a Krispy Kreme box. (laughs) I think he ended up telling the church. Um, That's good. good. Well, I mean. He tried to fix it. Sometimes we go to do a good thing and what we leave behind. I don't think at any point is (laughs) trying to cover up a hole with a Krispy Kreme box lid. (laughs) That's not a good thing. It's not not a great thing. It's It's definitely not a great thing. It is not excellent. But but I do think it it is the reminder that working with young people is messy. And I think we could all share a story of the time that we knocked a hole in the wall, um, the time that we had to fix something that we didn't think could be broken, uh, you know, I mean, you, you would think a sturdy couch with no feet couldn't be broken in half, but sometimes you can break the back off of a couch even when it seems like a really because that was a sweet find for forty dollars on was. Craigslist. Thanks, Craigslist. Pause for search. All right, we found another one. Okay, no, but it, it, it is it is so true that like sometimes in youth ministry because we're working with you know hormonal, restless, <laughs> pubescent teenagers that sometimes things are just going to leave a broken, messy trail. Right. Uh, and I think this question for a lot of people... It's just Tasmanian devil of tears. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Like they're just wildly swinging their arms and breaking and right. doing things and then hopefully finding Jesus and all right. of that. And I think that for a lot of our friends, like this question kind of comes back to the like... Like, what am I really cleaning up here, right? Like, I thought I was just trying to, like, deliver some gospel good news to these kids. And here I am staying at church late, well past after nine, to, like, patch a hole (laughs) because the senior adult brunch is on Thursday. And we use the same room for our youth activities as they do for the fellowship hall. And if there's a giant hole in the wall, they're going to know. I just blame them. I just blame them. That's right. (laughs) Hey, man, sometimes they play hokey pokey. And sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand. It's like, what happened to this wall? I think it was Thelma. I think it was Thelma. You know, she, she's a go-getter. She's a go-getter. <laughs> Silver Sneakers Club is a lot of fun. Can, you, can we do Senior Adult Kickball? I think Senior Adult Dude, Kickball. Dude, that is. Wait, that's the worst idea you've Why ever is had. That, wait, what's the, no way. Senior, what do you mean, no way? Senior Adult Kickball? There is a moment where you're on one leg trying to kick a ball. That is broken hip all oh, over the place. Okay, well. Senior adult, like kick t ball, like just like tee it up. Mm. <laughs> You're problem. now gonna raise it again. <laughs> <laughs> this this put, keeps getting worse and worse. Put it on an incline. Put it on an incline. No, it's okay. That's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're not blaming Thelma. We're gonna own up for it. We're gonna fix the hole in the wall. Fair enough. But I think, but I think there is something to the messiness that's really important for the ministry. I mean, okay. I think I think it's one of the things that, like, the messes happen um, as a physical <laughs> reminder of, of what's going on spiritually. And I think for, for our friends and listeners, we, we've got to know that the physical mess, even when it seems impossibly linked, uh, might in fact be very directly linked to what's going on in the lives of your students. That sometimes these outcroppings of physical whirlwind of torment and happening and pizzas smushed into carpet and fruit snacks buried deep, <laughs> deep inside couches. <laughs> 
Wow. Have... That is the most spiritual way that you've ever put the fact that every time I sit on a youth like couch in like some youth ministry room, I feel like I'm getting hepatitis. It's, it's true. That's because we found them on Craigslist and we kept them. And no, it, it's it's uh, you know it's but that's the that's the questionable nature, right? Like that's like the part of the like wading into this dangerous zone of, of spiritual formation with young yeah. people, right? Like you are meeting them where they're at. Sure. Um, and sometimes where they're at is not a good place. And sometimes what that causes uh, is a little bit of wreckage. And I think for all of the demonstrations that we do with making students form things out of Play-Doh, letting it dry or harden and then having them smash it to pieces, uh-huh. like, like we, we build in some of those mess-making kinds of activities because we know that that's in many ways what they're going through, what they're experiencing, and I think we have to be okay with the mess. Mm. Uh, for, for all of, of the, the pizza box, sticky-fingered, you know, wiped doors, windows, toilets, couches – that there's there's something to the cleanup that is very much intrinsic to the nature of the call. Okay. Uh, and so, I don't know that looks like for you listening tonight. If you have your earbuds on listening to this and you are wiping down the youth area after some slop 'em up relay um, that either involved Cool Whip or some kind of Jello or some kind of eat this fun food weird thing, um, then be reminded, friend, that there's something to it. Yeah. Um, that might be deeply spiritual. Not sure. that the gummy bears and the Kool-Aid and the Jello are always spiritual, but there is something deeply connected to the mess we're willing to wade into. Right. Uh, a few episodes back, Zach, you talked about the ministry of fun, right? Yeah. And and I one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. Well, you live the ministry of fun, by the way. I want to. I want to. The I was reminded of that, and we've had a lot of honest conversations and. I'll be the first to admit when it comes to like games and all those kind of things, like that's the, that's the one big thing in ministry that I continue to come back to that I wrestle with a lot because it's um, those type of fun is not normally me. Right. And and so for me having to create that, like it takes some work for me. Like that's not one of those things that just naturally comes as an outpour of my heart. And so um, I was always encouraged by that from you. Um, in talking about a ministry of fun. So tell us, remind us a little bit about ministry of fun, what that means, what that entails, why that's so important for us. Well, so this is the thing that like youth ministry, I think goes through waves on, but I, I think there is a discipline. Um, there is an importance. There is a significance to having fun making be a part of your ministry. So w- one of the things that, that I think happens is that we, we put the fun part in these isolated chambers mm-hmm. of like, well, that's the silly stuff or that's the stupid stuff or like, that's like the middle school stuff sure. if we're being really crass about some things. But what we forget is it's in the silly and the goofy and maybe even stupid stuff um, that we begin to open up a little bit. I mean, these are the ways that we begin to kind of make memories. These are the ways that we begin to kind of make um, attachments and associations either with ideas or with people. And I think there's a way to do fun that's not just doing all the food games you dread or just trying to do things that almost put kids in the hospital. Like, I think there's a way to, like, practice fun that's interlinked, uh, interconnected with how you're building up a community of your young people. Like, I think that many times the thing that's different in youth ministry or the thing that's kind of enviable in youth ministry that, like, the rest of the church doesn't always get to see is the fun we have. Like, I think this is the distinction for me 
why I'm okay sometimes still calling it youth group. I know there's kind of like a movement of like, it's a youth ministry, not a youth group, because we're reaching people. And I, and I think that's true. That's a fair paradigm shift. But there's that kind of groupiness of like, we have fun together. I mean, mm-hmm. when you go to church on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night or whatever your church has like a gathering or a service, it's not that you don't have moments that are delightful or enjoyable, but there's just something about the community of like wading into the mess together, right? Sure. Like, I just... I mean, not that you can always do this with a group on a Sunday morning, but I kind of wish our adults would, like, have some more water fights, mm. right? Like, I wish there was some kind of goofy food ray, f- food relay at the senior adult brunch because there is something kind of <laughs> silly and kind of Let whimsical. me take my teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just, I, you just had to go there. I'm just like, imagining how fast somebody could eat peas. With peas, that, and, peas and jello, yeah. Well, it's the potluck relay. You bring it, you eat it. Do you know? I know. Wait. Yeah, it's happening. No, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Do you know how good someone could be at Chubby Bunny if they didn't have teeth? (laughs) I mean. You've unlocked the key to the game. I need to get rid of my (laughs) teeth. I need to get rid of my teeth and I could be national champ. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there is something that kind of lowers that guard down, right? Like if you're always on the like spectating or the receiving end of what's happening, then you're missing out on that participation, right? Like the thing about the ministry of fun or games or the discipline of like silliness Mm -hmm. is that you kind of have to invite everybody into it. And when you get invited into it, you kind of have to like lower the guard a little bit. You're like, this is crazy. This is silly. This is goofy. And and I think we need that as human beings. It's the same thing that we need to dance too, right? Like it's, it's the, it's the, we all love music and it's important, but we got to have, a way to express that response and have some movement and have some silliness and have some engagement with what's happening. Right. And so I think for young people, they haven't lost that opportunity or joy to do so. And so if you as a youth pastor or minister are feeling a little bit like, I don't know, like I don't really think it's necessary. uh, Our challenge, our encouragement is do something silly this week. Yeah. And if it's not your strength, invite somebody else to do it. Invite one of your leaders to be the minister of fun, to bring the humor, to bring the silliness. Because there is something that will build up inside your group across ages from from middle school to high school, from high school to leaders, um, that when when it's all kind of on the table and it's all kind of goofy, uh, making a mess together is a kind of beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, I've, I've talked about him before. Daniel, one of my small group leaders, this dude's a rock star. at this a business card for him. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'll hire the dude out. Well, actually, no, because I need him. <laughs> I, need, uh, I need him. He's mine. <laughs> he's so good, man. Um, at, every once in a while, I have to, like, rear him back a little bit because it's like, he's like, all right, I got this game. And, like, if I kind of throw up a little bit in my mouth just hearing about yeah, it, I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm, let's not let's do that. Think about the whole group. The whole group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other day, the other day, he texted me. He was like, "He's like, I got this game." He goes, "Um, we're gonna we're gonna bring three students up there, and we're gonna see which one of them can drink this Coke the fastest." And I'm like, nice. "That's the lamest game I've <laughs> ever heard in my life." <laughs> that's just that's just called oh, okay. the buffet. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> and he was like, "Wait, but they got to take their sock." And put it over the top, no, and I'm no, like, no, 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 not doing that. That's a health hazard. That's, that's, <laughs> you had me at Coca Cola, you lost me at Dirty Sock. I'm like, dude, love you, but <laughs> nah. no, and that's and that's okay. And so we're gonna pick it up after the break um, with maybe some different ways to implement socks and games that are clean and health. So here's here's one of the things also I want to talk about after the break, because as we talk about. 
um, creating mess in, in some of the games, and, and there's always cleanup to that. I, I want to talk to us a little a bit about what's the dividing line for us okay. between the game aspect and then also creating a space, whether it's our student facility, student room, classroom, okay. um, that is clean and organized. Okay. And, like, is there value in that okay. as well for so us? So you're talking, you're talking aesthetics. You're talking mm. aesthetics and atmosphere fun. I like it. I'm hooked already. Come join us after the break. Uh, Chad's talking aesthetics, and we're going to make that youth room sparkle. Hey, After Nine listeners. Chad and Zach are so excited about what is next, and we want to keep you in the know. If you are not in the After Nine email club, then sign up today at bit.ly slash after nine email. That's bit.ly slash after nine email. Each week, Zach and Chad are sending out encouraging words and monthly bonus features. Hear even more hilarious stories and encouraging and honest words about youth ministry. Sign up today at bit.ly slash after nine email or visit www.afternineministry.com to learn more. All right, we're back after the break. So, Chad, you left us hanging with this notion that, okay, the question is this. People always think we should make messes as youth pastors. Sure. But you, but you invited us in to maybe think about our atmosphere, our youth room, our facility, um, the, the, the big classroom in the back of the building that nobody else uses. Right. Um, to maybe be a place that's both fun and inviting, exciting, but maybe there's a certain kind of cleanliness, organization of the atmosphere that promotes even more fun. I, I got to know. What, what, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, so, so you know, we've been talking in the first part of this episode, you know, uh, creating games and, and atmospheres that can help students um, connect or have this shared experience and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the things, and, and I know that for me, it's been something over the last couple of months that I've been trying to look a lot at our, our youth facility. Okay. We have this um, – Bartlesville Southern bought this entire house okay. next to our church like many years before I was there, um, added on some like almost 4,000 square feet kind of thing okay. to it, um, created an entire so – It's not just a little house. It's like a party house. Like it's a fun house. It is a very large house. Okay. Um, it has a, an entire meeting area that will hold – uh, pr- at its max, probably 120 students okay. at one time in, in its um, big meeting area. And then so – This is almost like repurposed for – this is not just like a, like a house, like a parsonage. This is like a retooled like house yes, for, yes. for gathering stuff. Okay. Right. And so um, all of the rooms through the houses are now small group rooms. Okay. Um, they, cr- they built an entire second story that's my entire like – um, high school wing of okay. small groups that that are up there, and so and then I've got middle school and another like game area that used to be a garage and a couple more rooms that are built off of that garage, and and so um, it is like one of those things that is an absolute blessing, and also like ugh, you know what I mean. Yeah. If, if I'm going to be very honest, and I I love it. I'm so thankful for the facilities that we have, and and I hope. That for all of us, whether it's big or small, yeah. may we be thankful for what we have. That's right. Um, but in that, there are challenges. And each space has unique challenges, right. which is the part that I think, and us kind of both sharing a little bit, 
help us to kind of discern yeah. what you're up against. But yeah, same. So one. so for for me, it's been this like almost internal struggle of is there charm in trying to make it look like a house? Okay, you know what I mean. The cool house. Yeah, like in some areas that we still kind of have that feel and. You know, the, where the fireplace is and yeah, all those kind of yeah, things that are yeah. still exist. Because, like, some parts of the house, like it's like... Like making a house a home. Right, because there, there are some areas of the house where you're like, well, this is a house. Yeah. And then there are some rooms, like our main gathering area, that you're like, this is a church. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so there are all those kind of weird, kind of quirky things um, about it. M- my thing is... in. If your students and your leaders and even yourself, like me, um, sometimes just messes can pile up. Things get stacked places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, all those rooms, right? Like, I'm just imagining like the, the 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 rooms that were formerly probably bedrooms or guest rooms. Right. That probably each room has its own closet, and maybe right. there's stuff just kind of drum loaded, kit, a drum kit, <laughs> and because. She donated that kit. Right. She wanted the youth to have it. Sure. And it needs to stay in the house. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so that's been this whole thing of as far as the mess of the whole thing. Because sometimes when we're talking about mess, sometimes it's not like Cool Whip. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's just like. Clutter. Clutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. And and How so. How many boxes of old youth magazines and CDs <laughs> do you need? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, let's be honest with ourselves. Why does curriculum not evaporate like a Mission Impossible mission? Like, it's just like after you finish the lesson, like 30 seconds later, it just like goes away. Because that would help with a lot of all the copy. Like, we just recycle and recycle and recycle lessons. Not in the way that we reuse them, but in the way that we print them off and then put them in the recycling bin. It's like done. the sun chip bags. Don't those like dis- dissolve or dissolve something really like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, anyways, some of that stuff just piles up. And so. You know, my question and my struggle is I I continue to kind of wrestle more with myself than any anyone of because in all reality, sometimes they're just stuff. Right. That's not like the most attractive. And, you know, we had the great blessing this weekend where we're at this church that has an incredible youth facility. Right, a dedicated building, an entire building. They've got multiple floors to front, this thing, front to back, a gathering area, chapel area, indoor basketball facility. Right, yeah. In which, thank the Lord, right, that that church has that, and they're reaching Supporting, students. Yeah, that's, right. that's awesome. Um, I'm not going to lie in saying that there's a part of my like sinful heart that doesn't covet that a yeah. little bit, right. Do um, you have like an original Asteroids machine upstairs? And I just my little arcade loving heart was like, it takes me back. <laughs> they do have an Asteroids machine upstairs. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, pause, I'm so thankful pause, for them pause and all for nostalgia. <laughs> so <anyways>. okay, yeah. <laughs> all the like thirty plus youth pastor guys were like, oh, and everybody else was like, Asteroids. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you ought to get that checked out. <laughs> Sounds and painful. So. so um, I, anyways, for, for for me, we've we've got this facility that I'm constantly, um, you know, we don't have the largest budget ever, and so me doing like full remodel or anything sure, like sure. that is out of the question. There's, right? There's rarely a building campaign for just like remodeling the youth facility. Yeah. Sometimes it gets tacked into like the education wing, but sure. most churches. Are, are, are rarely just doing a sole focused yeah. youth campaign, and so it's tough. Yeah. So, so help me. What are what are some ways that we can 
work to create some of those spaces that kind of helps the flow? What are things that you think through as – because I, I, I visited your place not too long ago, and it was very well thought out. So help, help me break down like just some of the thoughts that you have when you start talking about decorating an area yeah. or you know facilitating some areas or whatever that looks like for you. Well, so I, I think the thing that's really important is to think about the ways in which your students naturally gather okay. and the ways in which you want them to gather. And so w- one of the things that's the challenging for us is the reverse of your issue – which is we have large rooms. Like, right. like I, I have zero classroom or small group room space. So what we had to do in spite of that and kind of our design of we, we want them to gather in smaller groups. Like we don't just want – like our room emptied out would feel like a gym. Like it's just a big floor with walls and a ceiling. Right. And so we're trying to create coziness inside of what could be you know a very cold concrete, concrete floor with walls and a ceiling. And so – because that's one of our values. I mean, we want them to have these kind of like intimate or small group or kind of cozy settings. We think about the ways in which those can be designed, but mm. designed differently. So one of the things for us is we have a nice mixture of there's some kind of couches that are gathered together. There is some like tables with chairs gathered together. There are some just rows of chairs and kind of a little small kind of like almost like cafe coffee house stage gathered together because this gives us the different variables of like well we want them to gather in a very like kind of comfortable circular way so one of the things that we had for a while during our midweek was almost just kind of like bible forum and we would just kind of circle up and read scripture and kind of openly talk about it Um, but it was also really important for us to have some table time Mm -hmm. because for for a middle school boys small group there's something really magical about having a table in front of them that makes them less distracted to, like, play with their right. with their jeans or to, like, poke their neighbor because it feels like school again. And so for them that maybe have a little trouble staying focused, it's really important to have some kind of, like, structure to it. But for my middle school girls, they love the couch corner right. because the couch corner is the cozy thing. They, like – pile seven girls on a three-person couch or whatever. Right. And so like and for the, 35 pillows. And 35, all the throw pillows, <laughs> all the throw pillows. Uh, and so that's really good. And then for um, this summer, I'm really excited. This little kind of cafe stage area that we use for just various little kind of announcements or gatherings or whatever, for me is the direct correlation to my incoming seventh graders. Because in their fifth and sixth grade room, that's the way they gather. And so for them, it's kind of this easy transition. It's a very manageable size. They can see, they can understand. But it's giving yourself option, but also giving yourself a kind of cohesion with your vision of how you want students to gather. Because places and spaces matter. I think that this is like the teammate that many youth pastors neglect as part of your ministry plan. Like as much as you have leaders that lead small groups, there's another thing or agent in the room. And that's the way that the room is set up. And I, I know that asking for more work and asking for more custodial kind of work is, is a big ask of our youth pastor friends. But I, w- I would challenge you to consider in the ways in which the rooms that your groups inhabit, the rooms in which um, you worship together in, are thoughtful towards the ways in which you want your students to respond. I mean, it, it's the same basic principle of if the lights are all super bright in the room and you want it to be kind of a focused and like gathered worship setting – um, it is not emotional manipulation to dim the lights. Yeah. It is good practice to focus their attention somewhere. Um, if it's meant to be more of a cozy and inviting setting, bring in some cheap lamps and turn those you know, terrible fluorescent overhead lights off and let it be a little more cozy and inviting environment. 
Um, if your students can't stay focused, put a table or a desk in front of them. Sometimes that call back to school gives them the kind of order that they need. And I think that that's the kind of thinking that we need to go through, whether you're shopping on Craigslist or shopping at Target. There, there are things that we can do that are simple that help build out the spaces in a way that move us to try to achieve the goals we want to achieve. Yeah, It's a different received lesson if you're all sitting in a circle on couches. It's a different received lesson if there's a stage and the chairs are all in a row. It's a different received lesson if the chairs face each other while you teach them. And so I, I hope that... That the the messes that we might make are, are are met with the same kind of enthusiasm and energy that the preparation for the space, the preparation for the ways in which we gather, are also put together. Also, if I can give you the pragmatic tip, you caring for the stuff that's been given to you, you caring for the space that's been given to you, is a stewardship practice mm. that is looked favorably upon by those that are not invested in your youth ministry. Right. I, no matter where you're meeting, whether it's the upstairs of the main building or the next building or the classrooms on the south end, there are folks that will walk by on times that you're not there or times that you are there with your students checking to see what the things look like Sure. because they're interested in what's going on. And sometimes the way the room is prepared or set up tells them the story. Yeah. So use that space to tell them the story and to tell your students the story. Right. Yeah, And, and I think it says something, too, especially when we have, like, you know, parents of new students, things yes, like that, yes, yes. that walk into to our place. Impressions. <laughs> Impressions. <laughs> Impressions. Um, you know, I um, I found myself not too long ago, um, another youth minister, I think, was coming over to our facility, right? And I, I, I almost felt like I was, um, it was my home. Right. Showing the house, it's back on the market. <laughs> right, and but I, before they got over there, like I'm like running through, making sure that like things are nighty, night, you know, like uh, nice and clean and when tidy. When grandma comes to visit, we have to make sure to put all <laughs> right. the stuff out. Kids don't sit on this couch. Right. There's plastic covering it for right. a reason. Yeah, I'm not like sticky soda fingers. <laughs> I'm not like digging pizza out between the cushions or anything. Listen, but man, they, they hoard it. That's the way they hoard it. <laughs> I told you about my fruit snack kids, right? No. My little fruit snack ninjas. So <laughs> did I tell you the story? I didn't tell you the story. No. no. Okay, sorry. That's why it didn't resonate earlier. So speaking of cleanliness and space and ordering, so we have a, a couch corner where the kids hang out and play video games sometimes. Well, some of, last summer, um, my new seventh grade boys that I did not give the proper orientation to didn't know that I just like to set out fruit snacks and granola bars. Like for me, like the real fruit snack and the granola bar things are a big part of our ministry because some of our kids don't always have healthy snacking from where they're coming from. And yeah. if they're hungry, they're not going to pay attention. All the sides. Dude, stuff. you think you think about so many great things, Zach. I all love things, it about All you. the things. It's My journals are full. But some of the seventh grade boys didn't know that we did it all the time because I guess the fifth and sixth grade room doesn't. Right. And so for the first few weeks, I was finding like – treasure troves like little like grottos of of fruit snacks pushed between the couch cushions because come to find out later one of them squealed on the other one they were afraid we were going to stop handing out fruit snacks and they wanted to have enough the next time they hung out in the corner and played games and i was like daniel i will buy more fruit snacks stop putting these half open fruit snacks in this couch that's why we have bugs just like, what are you doing, man? But he didn't know. But he wanted he wanted to have fruit snacks the next oh, time he dude, came. Does to church, that not like crush your heart? Crush my heart because he wanted fruit snacks the next time he came to play games and hang out at the oh. church. 
And so, but he didn't know that we always put out fruit snacks. He thought that was just like maybe like a one-time thing. So instead of like loading his pockets it, up, he he loaded the couch up with fruit <laughs> snacks. <laughs> Because so, he wanted it next time. He, he wanted it next time. And so it's really special that, like, you know, oh. like, they, they... At least it's not popsicles. At least it wasn't popsicles. At least it wasn't just, like, yeah, it wasn't, like, like pizza or something. Yeah, just, he's, like, just, like, storing soda in a yeah. Ziploc bag. Yeah, I don't know. But, no, it was wow. it was really special. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, hey, man, there will always be fruit snacks. Dang, and it was just kind of like, awesome. you could tell that, like, there was just, like, a burden lifted on his heart. Because he was like, there will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Um, spaces, spaces matter. Um, hospitality matters. Maybe that's the theological yeah. word we can ground all this in. The fun, the space, the environment, the first impressions, the yeah. welcome. Yeah, you're going to make messes. But the cleaning up of the messes, the complication of what does it mean to invite students in, to create spaces for students, man, it is just as important as the curriculum you pick out. In fact, it's probably part of the curriculum, right? The things you're trying to teach the students are related to the ways in which you gather, how you gather, and what rooms you gather in. Like, for our friends listening, like, I know that you probably thought this was, like, a silly episode, but trust us when we say there is deep theological resource and meaning to how you practice fun Mm. and the ways in which you inhabit space for your students. You know, I I think the big reminder for me in, in this episode is I need to continue to be faithful um, in the little things um, because if I'm faithful in the, the little things, that more will be added. That's right. And, and you know, I can go into an amazing facility like we've been in today and go, I want an asteroid machine Jeez. upstairs. Vintage video games for free? Are you for kidding? For free? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, you know, but that does nothing good for my heart, Right. Um, and, and there's probably um, other student ministries that you've walked in and you go, man, if I had this, yeah. you know what I mean? Trampoline park, are you kidding me? Yeah, we'd all have a... <laughs> and what, what I have to continue to tell myself in my ministry, the heart check for me, is I can't go to this place where I go, well, if I had this, I would be doing better. Yeah. Because the truth of it is I have something. And I'm probably not, if I'm going to be honest, utilizing that to its full potential. Um, I'm probably less diligent in some areas. I'm probably less tidy than I ought to be. And Zach, I love the fact that you brought this back to hospitality. You know, we, we talked about the first of this episode of making these messes. Yeah. You know, and in the second half, create, which, which are good. They happen. Yeah. It's good. It's create, creating this clean, tidy space that shows what we value. And I think both of those, when it comes to student ministry, that is hospitality in both ways. It's creating a home. It's creating a space that these students feel welcome, cared for, um, that they can learn and grow in. And sometimes that's an extremely messy place, right? Sometimes it's gross. Sometimes it's slimy, all of those kind of things. Um, But then sometimes it's really well thought out, man. I love the challenge that you've made today of really getting thoughtful, thinking about the ways your students gather, thinking about the way that you want them to gather, and then creating a space for that. You know, we all don't have these massive budgets. We all don't have these huge facilities. Um, but I believe that there's probably ways that we can get creative yes. and we can ask for things at the right time 
to do ministry better. So I hope for all of us this week that we're evaluating um, our atmosphere, we're, we're evaluating the things that we're doing, we're asking ourselves the, the tough questions, and first and foremost, we're honest with ourselves. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you're encouraged by this episode, and we invite you to keep making messes and keep doing the hard work that is helping students clean those messes up and all of the mess and the beauty that is the formation of a deep, deep relationship with Jesus Christ. Awesome. Hey, thanks for listening to After 9. My name is Chad, and this is my buddy. Zach Workin. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. Join the community and continue the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or visit after9ministry.com 